0: No. Live. And And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the main card with your man, The Voice. As always... In the opposite corner, my mano imano, my verbal sparring partner, uh, my my partner in crime, uh, the one who is uh also enjoying the levity of this inside joke. Uh, none other than the iron one wheelchairs of rough and what's going on, rough. We
1: we live voice.
0: Yes, we lie. are. We live. We, we and we were told we were live
1: <laughs> twice it's smoking clock <laughs> today is 7 22 p.m Eastern standard time but y'all will be all right man we got a great show for you uh we got some good things to talk about uh i'm here with the man the myth the legend the voice how you feeling today sir
0: oh man i am i am amped i'm am amped i've been like just ready to go all day long
1: yeah we we, we got some amazing things to talk about some kind of breaking news. Uh, some revelations that apparently happened, um, and and just some great things, man. So, let's go ahead and get into it. KOs and low blows, yes, uh, sir. Voice Mm -hmm. man, Francis Mm Nganu is signing with a major promotion after one drop with another major promotion. Mm -hmm. But we had to, we had uh, confirmation that he was in talks uh, with one. However, uh, we recently received um, confirmation from one that he was actually asking for a seat at the board of directors. He was asking okay. to determine his opponent's pay and that they offered him 20 million guaranteed and the money wasn't wasn't enough. He wanted all the other non-financial terms that did not make a lot of sense. That was the quote. So voice, what are your thoughts on that breakdown and where are we expecting to see Francis Ganu uh, step in and fight?
0: wow uh as far as that breakdown there's a saying uh within the the community the the mma media community that you really can't trust what comes out of chatry's mouth um you know today one talks about how it's in billions of homes but uh there's no transparency regarding things so saying hey i gave you all 20 million and and all of this and all that and he he wanted more i i don't know it just i don't know how truthful that is. number one i don't know that one can give him 20 million dollars honestly uh you know so it, it is what it is uh what i've heard is that he came to the table saying hey look i got this offer in hand can you beat it now, maybe what they were doing by saying, that hey, I'm off asking for $20 million, was putting all his business in the street, because mm-hmm. maybe that's what he's getting from whoever else he's in talks with and uh, supposedly going to be signing with probably sometime this week, you know, which that's foul. You know, you, you don't put somebody else's business out there like that, but either way it goes, um... He should be signing with someone soon. Really, can only land in one or two places. I suspect the place that he will land is the place uh, that we saw around. What was that? It was that Christmas or Thanksgiving?
1: We actually, we we actually broke that news on main card, and we we talked about the potential for it. I believe Ngani was sitting with uh, someone, and his mother was actually wearing the shirt. So, if you yeah, know. Remember yeah. So that episode, definitely go back and take a look.
0: Yeah, because the, the deal is supposed to include boxing as well as uh, MMA and um, knowing that PFL is on ESPN+, they could do the boxing in, uh, maybe they worked out something with Top Rank where they uh, did it together, I don't know. Uh, but if that's not it, then only other place it could be is Bellator, and Bellator is what makes the most sense because they actually have people there who can fight. If they Uh, PFL spent 20 million dollars to get Francis in That's great and that's great publicity But who's he gonna fight They still have to get someone for him to fight Whereas uh, uh, Bellator has fights That he can can Fight Also they're a paramount uh, company So uh, They can work with PBC Who's on Showtime And uh, do a fight that way
1: Well, one of the things that we did learn from Ngannou previously was, and he stated this previously, that money was not a factor for him. For him, it's literally about making the best fights and for him doing the things that literally excites him. He's talked about a couple of different bouts that he really wanted to do. Of course, as a fighter, that's always going to be your first love and he'll ultimately come back to that. But uh, for a person like that who has already done so much uh, in the sport, now it's literally about legacy for him and him doing what sets his soul on fire, so that'll be interesting to see. Make sure you continue to tune in to main car. We'll, of course, uh, announce it on KOs and low blows once we get that confirmation from him. Um, and also make sure you check MTMV Sports because you might see a little surprise there if that news mm-hmm. comes earlier. So make sure you stay tuned. Now, moving on from Nganu to what Oscar de la Hoya is now calling the new king. Of pay-per-view. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya is proclaiming Ryan Garcia as the new face of pay-per-view uh, following his successful mega fight against Javante Tank Davis last weekend uh, on his own at Showtime pay-per-view. Now, the event pulled in approximately 1.2 million buys from U.S. audiences, and De La Hoya feels that Garcia was the reason for that success. One thing that De La Hoya continues to point out was that tank had only hit two 200 buys on seven different occasions but with ryan's help tank who went on to win that fight via tko uh hit one million plus mark on pay-per-views and ryan is one with the youth following not tank voice does oscar de la have an argument here or is he just kind of just throwing smoke out
0: (laughs) um there's an argument to be made that without Ryan Garcia, that the fight would not have done as well. As a matter of fact, that's not an argument. That's the truth. If it were not for Tank fighting Ryan Garcia, the pay-per-view would not have been, you know, anything. And, and 200,000 uh for a pay-per-view, I think, is generous, uh, for for uh for tank, because I mean he just he just really wasn't pulling like that. They were just saying he was a pay-per-view star. But he wasn't, and this was a pay-per-view. Uh Bonanza. I mean, we talked about it last week. The zone broke. I mean, it literally shut down because they couldn't handle uh the volume coming in. This and this is not their first pay-per-view, they've had pay-per-views with Canelo for quite some time, never an issue like this. So uh De La Hoya has has some something to say as far as that's concerned, but I don't think I can't we can't say that it is uh solely because of Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's because there was finally a fight that people wanted to see. I mean, come on, even the uh last couple uh, uh pay-per-views, specifically the, the second one where it was a joint deal venture between uh PBC and um uh top rank when Deontay Wilder which there's some breaking news about him we'll talk about that at the end of the show uh when Deontay Wilder fought Tyson Fury they only did about 800,000 buys so to do 40 400,000 more is huge but I think it has more to do with the fact that it was a fight that people actually wanted to see and that's the reason that it did as well as it did not necessarily because it was Ryan I mean yes Ryan has something to do with it but it was more so can Ryan beat him and uh, is Ryan really you know that that dude so from that perspective yes Uh, and really what it should do going forward is make sure that whenever Tank is fighting he's fighting someone that people want to see if you do that if you make fights that people actually are interested in They'll
1: buy novel idea Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But you also understand, too, Oscar De La Hoya is literally trying to sell a boxer who many feels, though, he kind of left out the dry after the last fight. But mm-hmm. we'll see exactly how that's going to play out. Oscar De La Hoya, of course, has made a career of selling fights and selling fighters. So that, that was kind of the interesting fact. But it seems to be like, come on, man, like after the bout, and then you weren't even there for him post-fight. But she should have
0: been there uh, um, Who was it um, But said that uh, There was some uh, Some political negotiations Going on that kept him from being Up there it was like oh well, his father's uh, On the, the days there's no room For you uh, now and Because of, of the whole touching his back Deal and all that stuff um, yeah. But Oscar That's a whole nother story
1: well, it's, I mean, it's interesting because you're seeing after the fact that Ryan seems to be making a lot of changes. So, we're going to see how mm-hmm. that's, that's going to play out. Also remember the statements that uh Canelo also made recently. So, uh we'll get into Canelo a little bit later, but uh hey, that's something to, to consider. Now, when we come back from this quick break from Ozel, we got one legend who may be looking to hang him up, one legend who's returning, and one legend that's looking to do a little rehabilitation to his career. We'll be right back.
0: It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. OZELL Brand It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle.
1: Shout out to ozell brand man welcome back if you have not gotten you a pair of ozells you're missing out voice actually sent me a video fresh in his black and blue <laughs> a couple days ago out here just stomping with the big dogs and his mm-hmm. Ozel, make sure you get you a pair also they got cleats so you know them colorways is nice out here uh voice let's go ahead and get into uh some of these amazing bouts that we have now Win or loss. One of the greatest mixed martial art careers may be coming to an end when two of the best of the flyweight division meet in a trilogy bout uh, for the flyweight title when Demetrius Johnson meets Adriano Moraes. So it's going to be Mighty Mouse versus Black Diamond. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready, voice. This is where ultimately maybe their final matchup was going to take place uh, May 5th, 2023. Um, This is going to be at the First Bank Center in Broomfield, Colorado. Now, while Johnson has stated that physically he could perform at the top of his game for a few more years, going out on top in a great fight is a hard appeal to look past. Um, And it's something many fighters haven't had the opportunity to do. Um, Johnson actually called this out recently when he stated, I'm going to sit down and after the fight, I'll have to divulge more on my train of thought on this stuff i'm 36 now and i've accomplished everything in this sport so when i look at my counterparts like habib or when i look at george they walked away from the sport but they couldn't have kept but they could have kept fighting and that's the thing too it does not have to be on top and i'm at the point in my career where i'm satisfied and i can truly say that i'm satisfied to the point where i can still fight but there just has to come a point in time where you got to think about that and end it now his opponent, who you can almost say is a legend himself. I mean, he's a he's a flyweight monster out there. He agrees with Johnson. He stated that uh he speaks highly of him and he feels that he's done nothing, that he has nothing left to actually prove in this sport. But he also believes that while they're trying to make history, he's planning to be victorious. So he said, first of all, I never imagined that I'll be fighting Demetrius Johnson one day so for now I just have a few days to make our third dance and this is unbelievable I just want to win this fight make my career do it again and make my family proud now while Johnson may feel like there's a few things left on the table he's had an amazing feat of literally I found out he has the most consecutive title defenses in UFC history he defended the UFC flyweight belt 11 straight times during his run so voice with the end of the trilogy ahead, trilogy ahead, and his most recent statements, many believe in win a loss, he's going to call it quits. I got a three-part question for you, and I know how we got to do this. Mm-hmm. First, what's the best direction for the flyweight championship with a Johnson win and loss?
0: Okay, so uh, so what's the best direction for the flyweight championship? Mm-hmm. Um, next up. I, I I I don't so, quite understand the of question. Of course,
1: next up, but but voice. Okay. Let's say let's say Johnson wins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If Johnson wins and he vacates the titles, who who should we see next up?
0: Ah if gotcha. His, okay. Who now, should
1: Moritz be fighting next? Also,
0: okay. Now we're cooking with gas. I gotcha. Okay. Um, as far as who's next up in one championship. That's a great question because they don't have that many people uh, over there. And I, I'm not, uh, I, I don't know who's next up, honestly. Um, you know, shame on me, but I'm, I'm you know, I gotta tell the truth. As far as winter loss with Johnson, I think winner loss he's done. Um, and he should be done uh, again. Who, um, who might be up next at bantamweight I, i'm uh i'm trying to find out right now that's why i'm I'm kind of uh saying all the stuff i'm saying but uh and it and you have to remember with one championship it's not bantamweight it's actually flyweight uh right. they, their flyweight is just at a, a different uh weight Ooh, now i'll tell you this with some of the people that are out there, I know uh and some of these people are gonna be fighting on this card. You know, you have people uh such as uh Rod Tang out there. Love to see that. Uh Mike uh Moose Yeah, I, I am not. Mikey. That's what we're gonna call him. Mikey, Mikey Moose. It's there's some other stuff, some other Italian stuff. Uh, he's gonna be on the card, uh uh defending his one championship uh grappling title seeing him fight for the championship that would be phenomenal so you know again it's next up It's and it's whoever's next up I think one uh, in being wise like they only have like five they only rank five fighters wow. so uh, it's, it's just whoever they've got up next now uh, what was your next question
1: now this the last two part of, to this is not only where do you rank this trilogy in combat sports history but what will demetrius johnson's legacy ultimately be no matter what
0: all right so as far as the um the trilogy is concerned you really can't say history uh, let me uh let me step aside for a moment since he's got the picture of dj there with uh with all his belts let, let's talk about his legacy really quickly since that picture's up he's going he should be talked about in the go category you said it no one has had more consecutive defenses of their title than Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson and he's done it in style when he beat Kyoji Horiguchi he just messed around and said okay it's 10 seconds left let me see if I can finish him and finished him with one second left in the fight at 24 minutes 59 seconds stop the fight the only person, or I should say the next person to come close to it, all they can do is tie him. You can never have a finish that late in a championship fight again without mentioning Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Uh, uh, messing around, did the the Mighty Wonder Bar on Ray Borg uh, recently. I mean, not recently, but a couple years ago. And I know recently, that's what I was trying to say. Ray Borg and uh, Kyoji Horiguchi were supposed to fight. But yeah, he j- just did a suplex and then an armbar in the middle of the air. It's like, what is going on? Again, this guy should be in the talks for the best of the best because of, of all these things. No one's done it. No um, no drug issues. None of that. So he should be talked about in that GOAT category. Now, as far as... um, What was the second question again?
1: Where does this trilogy rank in combat? Sports? Yeah,
0: combat sports wise, that's hard to say because when you say combat sports, you have to I include know. boxing. <laughs> and there are very few mixed martial arts uh, trilogies mm-hmm. that I don't even know if they crack the top 10. so I'm just I'm going to say as far as the MMA trilogies are concerned, this would be probably about three or so. Uh, you know, you have to have um you have to have the the Iceman and uh uh Randy Couture. That's gotta be number one. Uh number two could be uh GSP and um uh old boy from Mills Dot, uh who got hit by the train. I can't think of his name right now. Matthews. Hughes. Matt Hughes. Um, you know, and this this will probably come uh, right after that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to not put it in a great place, especially when you consider uh, what each fight has meant. I mean, j- just to wrap it up, in both, of, in both of their legendary careers, both Johnson and Marais have taken KO losses only once. And that was to each other. Mm-hmm. About one and two of this of this trilogy so
0: right and and both by flying knee as you can see yeah. on this uh this image so that that's why i said it'll probably be right up there with, with like number three but go ahead i'm sorry
1: yeah no i mean so it's, it definitely feels like a, a a major thing i mean both of and, and you wouldn't even know it by uh by the way everyone talks about johnson but him him and Black Diamond are literally a year apart as far as their age. Mm. So that's some legend legendary stuff. We have to make sure we appreciate these type of things. Cause once these, these fighters are gone, they're gone. And then you're clamoring for that in 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 the in, in someone else. So uh, definitely excited to see what that is. Mighty Mouse definitely had a great career. Um I know we're talking about him in past sense, but I mean he's missing everything from acting to uh doing other things. So for me, it sounds like this is probably it. This is one of the main things that he's mentioned, so um, that's definitely going to be exciting to see. Uh, Make sure you uh, are tuned in to Twitter, because The Voice is going to have your play-by-play and your out-of-pocket comments. You know what's going to happen.
0: Well, uh, I I will have that. Not necessarily for this fight, but I will have that.
1: Definitely, definitely. Now, up next, we're here to bless y'all. The Voice's marquee matchup. Voice, tell us this week's marquee matchup and why it's this week's marquee matchup.
0: All right, so within uh, the liners for the show, I said I was putting a special twist on the Voices marquee matchup this week. Uh, it is officially what you see on the screen. Bilal Muhammad versus uh, uh, Gilbert Burns. That is a Voices marquee matchup. The reason I'm putting a twist on it is because we talked about this in depth last week on the show and when i went back and i listened to the show i was like well everything else to talk about i mean we we talked about everything so it is the voices marking matchup and it is that reason because everything i said last week just uh, uh just to gloss over it a little bit if the winner of this does so in spectacular fashion they very well made leapfrog um uh whatever that guy's name is uh uh mr maga himself uh kobe kobe covington, kobe covington yes they they could leapfrog kobe and face leon it was next so that's why it's the voices marquee matchup if they do what they do then you know it, it, it can turn out well i'm concerned about uh burns because this is the third fight this year for him and we're in may and that doesn't happen in combat sports. Not at, at this high level. You usually don't have that many fights in a row. Unless you're in the PFL tournament. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that. Here's a twist. Because again, uh, we talked about it last week. I got a bonus uh, marquee matchup for you. So uh, you have Bryce Mitchell and Mozart Evloev fighting each other Ooh. on uh the the main card this is a featherweight bout they're both like right outside of uh the 10th rank in the ufc uh and it's a lot of folks that are out there that um that they need to to keep fighting to get up into the the upper echelons but because it is so close that's the, the the reason uh that that this is voice marking magic because these guys are up next uh Mozart is undefeated bryce has only lost once and he lost in a fight where he was supposed to be fighting Mozart. uh that that fight didn't take place unfortunately he fought Ilya taporia another one of those ones that's, that's uh, hanging right there uh, in the the lower half of the top 10 at featherweight uh, you know so again whoever wins this fight is going to be phenomenal Bryce is a and a Thug Nasty let me call him by name Thug Nasty is a grappling machine Mozart he's just one of them those gritty grimy fighters that's going to get the job done uh, the one thing that does concern me about this fight as you can see on the screen is uh, Thug Nasty's shoulder is purple and it's not because he 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 uh he got some down because you can see his hair it's it's still the, the dirty blonde I mean it's purple purple how is he going to be able to fight with obviously you know su- such a notable bruise you know how, how is that going to impact his wrestling game because he, he's you know wrestle heavy and jiu-jitsu heavy you know is he going to be able to go in for those takedowns? And uh, be able to to use his arms uh, to do the things that he really likes to do. I don't know. Again, Mozart uh, is gritty. He's grimy. Uh, he's a decision master. So if this one stops early, it's probably because Bryce got the job done. Now, if he goes to the, to the decision, then uh, more than likely Mozart is the winner. But should be an excellent fight. That's why it's for his marquee matchup.
1: Sounds good. So he looks like a Marvel character <laughs> with that with that purple shoulder. <laughs> Y'all got a two for one, a two for one voices Marquee matchup that normally does not happen. No. So we know those are two great bouts. We are looking forward to those. <clears throat> Pardon me. That Marvel character thing is really weird because it really does look like uh, he got some ooze on him or something, and mm-hmm. he might into something, and that's going to happen into the ring. Now. When we talked about a legend returning, I, I this one has been going on and on for the past few weeks. Now, I'm going to butcher this man's name because I already know I just said his name correct before the show started. Henry Suho. Mm. No.
0: Mm. No. You, you, uh, there's a D in there. Cejudo. So, so- yeah. Cejudo. Close. But, I, but you know supposed- what?
1: I was there, and I even said that was wrong. Now,
0: yep. And you knew it. You, you knew it.
1: <laughs> I knew it, man. I'm blaming the producer. Now, he's been gone from the octagon for three years mm-hmm. by But talking about his return voice, you would never know it. He's preparing to fight Algemon Sterling this Saturday at the Prudential Center in the main event of UFC 288. Now, the 36-year-old who last competed in a title bout win at UFC 249 stated that he is returning as a hired hitman for UFC. He recently stated, <laughs> I see Sterling as a Benjamin. I see TJ Dillashaw as a Benjamin. I'm just here to rob the bank, and that's a reality. That's how I feel, and that's what I'm going to do on May 6th because Aljamain's just not at my level, and I love it. As a matter of fact, UFC actually hired me as a hitman to take this dude out. Did the UFC really want to give me a title shot? No. But Henry, you're stylistically the best matchup, and we want you out there. I'm like, all right, let me put my gloves on, and I'm going to go out there and get the job done. Now, while he has been working as a trainer his time away, it's completely different than being in the octagon with a champion like Sterling Who's currently on the a-fight win streak? But his trash talk did not end their voice. He said, in every sense of the word, power, speed, experience, grit, technique, just all that. Even the looks. I'm just better than in everything. <laughs> oh. Algeman knows I'm the guy out of everybody on the whole roster. Whether he wants to say I'm gonna put whether he wants to say he's gonna put me out in two rounds, I don't deserve it. I'm letting you babysit my belt. He knows that I'm just the toughest matchup stylistically. And I know he knows what I'm capable of doing. This fight does not go past three rounds. I'm not impressed. Okay. Now, Sterling, meanwhile, is literally focused. And many actually believe that with a win, he could actually enter the conversation of the greatest bantamweight of all time. But he's not really focused on that. He's literally looking looking off to finish off Henry and send him, with, as he stated, back into retirement. He said that Henry can say whatever he wants. I think I've shown that even if the world is against me, I'm going to fight back. I'll chirp back and nothing is going to get inside my head and nothing's going to deter me from doing and believing what I believe in. I think after UFC 288, Henry's going to disappear into the darkness again, going into the abyss, depending on how bad he gets his whooped. Mm. That's what I really do think. Now, the back and forth banter actually culminated with uh, something that went viral on Twitter with the two meeting at a hotel, and it was kind of awkward with Alzheimer basically stating, Listen, I'm glad you're back, but I'm sorry I have to crush your dreams. Now, many of Henry's statements recently have come off as if a victory is almost a guarantee, even after that three three year layoff. Now, many of his detractors believe that his time off will be an excuse for a loss. But voice, I have to ask, what are your thoughts on his comments? And considering he was still a great trainer in retirement, how much should that three years play into the narrative, win or loss? It should play...
0: It it plays more into the narrative with a loss. Um, Taking time off can be excellent for uh, your body as a fighter. You know, not going through the, the... All the rigors of camp, but because he was training and training high level fighters. Let, let's let's talk about some of the people that he trained while he was out. He trained Pitbull, uh, uh, uh Patricio Pitbull. He trained, uh, the, the champion, uh, the, the strawweight champion in, uh, Magnum Jean Lee. Now he wasn't rolling with them, but he also trained, um, uh, uh, what's what's the heavyweight champion's name? John Jones, that's his name. Trained him as well. So he's been in there with some of the best. Oh, and did I mention that he also trained uh, DJ? Yeah, he's been training him as well. So he's been in there with some of the best of the best sharpening his skills. But let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. You've been gone for three whole years, sir. And... Though you did win and uh surrender your title, you did it to a declining um um Dominic Cruz, you beat a declining Marlon Moraes. The wins that you he had most recently Mm -hmm. don't they have not aged well at all, and on top of that, you have been a athlete, high level athlete, Triple C for a reason cuz he's an Olympic champion and uh he's a dual champion in the UFC both at uh flyweight as well as at um bantamweight. Now, he talked about TJ Dillashaw. He was on dope, so it is what it is. It was a split decision loss to DJ, who then went on to to keep beating people. So, <laughs> yeah i i i I think he's um he's just being himself talking a whole lot of head and um and we'll see what happens because yeah Aljo is huge yeah he's absolutely monstrous uh size wise and he's got like <laughs> he looked like uh 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 Cejudo is his son literally so yeah we'll, we'll see that there are weight difference for a reason and uh Aljo's gonna come in way heavier than sudo because uh, there won't be any rehydration clauses in this main event
1: mm. yeah when you when, when you actually see the uh hotel video Azamans literally kind of towering over him so you can definitely see that that difference between the two now it's interesting to know and it, and it may even play a major factor into it before retirement so who been on a six fight win streak like you said with his last fight defending that ufc Ben championship um actually vacating it on May 9th 2020 at UFC 249. Mm-hmm. Sterling were going to win it a little under 1 year later at UFC 259 in March of 2021. So the story writes itself and like Sudo said he babysitting it. So we're going to see how much talk is, is, is going to be there cuz Ajiman looks focused and I've I seeing his last few fights and his last few pre-fights the he's prepared. It seems like this time he, he's got something crazy to prove. So that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, now, the main event. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the legend that we were speaking of is literally looking to rehabilitate his image. And this is, this is something that his camp said. Now, Canelo looks mm-hmm. to return to the ring for the first fight since September 2020. His win over Triple G, where he actually faces UK super middleweight John Ryder uh in estadio akron guadalajara mexico now while the bout is being billed as a homecoming for alvarez there are a number of things that can almost kind of play against him as many are kind of believing that his focus is not fully uh on that bout with Ryder. now among them is a potential rematch with demetra Bival, the man who literally gave alvarez his second loss and caused many to question how great alvarez truly was now since that bout Alvarez, he's kind of stumbled so far, depending on who you ask. But he's been fully focused on gaining that rematch, which he can do with the win over Ryder. Now, Ryder, which many are not giving him a, a fair opportunity to win, of course, but he sees this as a great opportunity and all a part of the timing for an upset. And he recently stated, "It's a great opportunity that has that has not been gifted. I've worked hard at this for years, and I've suffered highs." The lows, the bottom of the barrel, really. With this, I firmly believing that I firmly believe that it's all about timing, and I'm looking to surprise Cano. Now, with many believing voice that Cano's focus is solely on the Bivol rematch, which he even talked about during his open training session. How much should we be worried about a possible upset against Ryder? And while we know where he goes with the win, what happens with the Bivol rematch if he loses?
0: so as far as his focus is concerned if he were not looking past ryder something would be wrong here's why ryder is getting this fight he said you know i've earned it and he's earned it by being around and being in the right place at the right time tell me the last time you've heard of a fighter in boxing because it's not mma in boxing with five losses fighting for the title now i don't remember the guy who fought bud last or i should say what his record was but i think it was better than five losses i just i'll just just say that you know look it up i'm fairly confident it was better than five losses he's in the right place at the right time canelo needs a uh, soft touch it really this is uh I'm coming home like you said I'm coming home uh to Mexico to fight and I want to give the people a show so who is the uh, least dangerous person I could find that the governing body will sanction for me to fight so I can put on this show for my people and get a warm up uh, to help with building my confidence which he really shouldn't need any confidence builders unless he really just believed that Triple G couldn't do anything for him. Because uh, mm. after that fight, it was like, okay, well, you know, he, he's back. He's back. But um, if his camp is saying uh, that it's a soft touch, and okay, I guess he's, he needs more confidence to go into the fight with b But if that fight happens, he should uh, have a bit more confidence. Because it won't be at 175. It would be at 168. So, um, I mean it it is what it is on that. Uh the second part you asked was what again
1: with a with a loss.
0: Oh, yeah, that
1: yeah. with that rematch. It's
0: a done deal. It's a done deal because uh uh bival was talking about I want it at 168, I want to come to where you are and take all your junk. Well, if he ain't got no junk. <laughs> and there's nothing to take so yeah a, a loss would be catastrophic for canelo catastrophic um because the only thing that he could do at that point was fight a rematch in september uh against Ryder, so, uh and that will probably take place in the uk which won't won't be a problem he's traveled to the uk a number of times to fight
1: mm-hmm yeah he's he's actually um they actually recently stated the number of uh british fighters that he's fought he's undefeated but many feel like if he were to lose john wright would be the person that he will lose to which
0: i i don't understand and th- this is the reason yeah. why and this is why i said uh let me let's find somebody the the sanctioning bodies will allow me to fight for mm-hmm. this every time or let me not say every time When you look at Ryder's record, Mm. whenever he's fought someone of note, he's lost. He lost to Billy Joe Saunders, who Canelo knocked out. He lost to Callum Smith, who Canelo uh, destroyed his arm, you know, made it look three times bigger than his other arm. If he were to lose to Ryder, catastrophic.
1: With the way they're depicting Ryder's losses, voice is as if, they were all close and that they could have won a different way. So So, maybe it's, maybe it's how they're depicting the the losses is if they weren't as bad so that we can have the potential upset. But I mean, if Canelo's not fully focused, we've all seen our our, our great fighters take those surprising losses at moments where they shouldn't have. So that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Make sure you tune into that. That's going to be May 6th uh, live. Also, Wow. So it, I, hopefully we get that fight. I, I would love to see him go against Beavall again, but he's been looking shaky. So uh make sure of course you tune into Twitter. Shaky against Triple G. Make sure you tune listen. Make sure you tune into Twitter as you watch the fight also to get voices take. Voice always scores the, scores the undercard. Uh he checked me for that Ryan Garcia fight uh also, so I can't even say much. Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> listen i saw something different i ain't gonna say ryan was winning but i really saw something different
0: yeah you really like, did like, you need to go to your optometrist get and get yeah you need
1: i'm not need saying ryan was winning but oh, whatever ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in with us another uh amazing episode of the main card we are here every tuesday 7 p.m 7 15 eastern standard time it's smoke clock um before we go out uh voice has a few words that he wants to provide and even give you a look into see some details into next week's fights.
0: yeah so uh for this week we already like, i already gave you a bonus fight but there's so many things that are interesting uh my my nigerian brother kennedy in chukwu is gonna be fighting uh uh that one card oh man they they're making their debut in the u.s which is huge and they pulled out all the stops uh former champions online song Renner the Ritter, uh champ stamp fairtex the return of sage north cut and they open up with Ty, uh low and that card is going to be phenomenal uh and then next week which is what we see uh bellator is going back to the uh, city of lights paris baby that's right with gegor Musasi taking on fabian edwards younger brother of the uh champion the welterweight champion in the ufc leon edwards uh, and then also they'll be picking up with their lightweight grand prix with outlaw versus uh born wheat we'll talk about all that next week as well as uh the ufc's got a card uh in charlotte with rosenstroy versus almeida almeida they're talking about like he is the next coming when it comes to heavyweight so that's gonna be great and then you got Janibek, ooh, kazakh style janebeck is gonna be uh fighting butler and then on that same card uh you got uh maloney uh fighting for a title so lots of great fights to look forward to next week
1: awesome awesome thank you so much voice ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in with us make sure you like share subscribe uh podcast we're all over your podcast uh make sure you listen to us also while you're on the road make sure you visit mtv mtmvpn.com uh see all our articles meet the team grab some merch voice take us out sir until next time fight the good fight